This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we give up. Plus, Biz starts a mom refuge, Teresa is a stage mom, and we talk life married to the military with the creator of the Meat and Potatoes of Life blog, Lisa Smith Molinari. Woo! I'm a little raspy today. Sounds fantastic. I'm a little... I'm a little sultry. I've been sultry for weeks just because I have that like sad, <laughs> lingering mom cough. Right now, right? It just all mine just likes to run throughout my sleep at night, so I wake up oh. sounding great, mm-hmm. feeling good, ready to broadcast, ready to bro- <laughs> to broadcast. <laughs> How are you, Teresa? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had kind of an exciting thing happen last week. Um, Simon had his first uh, preschool performance, like all school Ooh. like performance for all the parents. He's a um, star. He stood out, right? He's the best one. He was pretty great. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Okay, so I he's okay, he's three and a half. Yep. And he's his class is sort of like the middle class, like right. the middle age group of the preschool. And um, I was, def- I mean, I was definitely going in expecting it to just be cute, like right. regardless. And I assumed he would stand there and just stare right. at the audience. Like right. I really assumed that, even though I know he knows the song and the movements and whatever, because that's just so weird to right. go up on stage and see like a sea of people. And right. it was, it was in a church, so it yeah. was like they had the house lights on oh, the yeah. entire time. Like it was like everybody could see everything. Right. The kids were half the kids were completely confused. Right. The kids cried and like, pa- <laughs> the, you know, the parents yeah. would come up on stage and like sing with them and until they like calm down. Nice. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of OK. It was kind of awesome. But hear me out like on okay. live. So, I mean, Simon did a great job. He did. A, he performed. He performed. He knew nailed the it. whole thing. He like, totally he's nailed a it. pro already. But, th- but that is not why it was great. Like the reason it was great <laughs> is because. Like, I just felt like all of a sudden I was like, oh, like, this is my kid's childhood that's happening, like, before my (laughs) eyes. Like, I'm at this, like, crazy event with, like, so many people, some of who we know, some of who we've never seen. They're having a crazy bake sale. I've, like, baked something for the bake sale, but I'm, like, embarrassed because I didn't wrap it in a cute way like other people did, which (laughs) is just perfect. like a plate of brownies. Yeah, it's, like, perfect. Like, everything, you know, and then, like... Just, you know, I'm trying to, like, get Oscar to make it through the performance, yeah. which is hilarious because it's past his bedtime, yeah, what time and it's, like, sweaty. And by the way? It started at 6.30. That is late we had to for be a there preschool at, We had to be there, at, well, because the school normally doesn't close till 6. So they closed an hour early. They closed at 5. Kids had to be there at 6. The um, thing started at 6.30. We weren't out of there till 8. We were not out of there till like, eight. I know it was crazy. That's crazy. It was crazy. That's crazy. But that is part of why it was kind of awesome. awesome. Right. Like Simon <laughs> ended up eating like a whole bag of like gummy bears yeah. that someone gave him. I don't know how, but who cares? Right. It's fine. Doesn't matter. Um, I mean, everybody was like so proud and happy yeah. and like kids were so like I mean, it was just there was so much good energy right. and like confusion and yeah. just I don't know. It was just even though I had to keep Oscar up and it was kind of it was just it was draining and tiring. It yeah. was just 
fun. It, like, was, it was like just one of those moments that yeah. you do see in the media, like growing up, like on television totally. or whatever. And then you're like, that one actually is pretty spot on. Totally. And I'm getting that whole feeling that... I'm supposed to be getting I, yes right this yes. is that thing yeah those are really awesome it was cool yeah that's yeah cool. and then it's over and it's not gonna happen again till next year you right. know what I mean like well not unless you start signing him up for acting classes yeah immediately I don't think that's I don't <laughs> think that's in the cards I can tell you I saw a video of the performance oh okay uh, with Oscar oh yeah dancing uh, in the chair like on next to the chair so much so fun. much fun yeah and I was like, staring at it and like all right. So, Oscar, for those of you just yeah. tuning in for the first time, yeah. Teresa has Simon, who's three and a half, yep. and Oscar, who's 16 months. He's almost 16 almost months. Almost 16 yeah. months. I have Katie Bell, who's five and a half, mm-hmm. as it were. And I have Ellis, who is one month younger than Oscar. Mm-hmm. So, he's like 14 and a half months, almost 15 months. Yeah. They are like so starkly because Ellis is not walking uh-huh. yet. Yeah, uh, and uh, Oscar's been like walking since I don't know. To me, at this point, he's been walking months. since he was two months old, right? right? And right. He, so when I see him, I'm like, oh my god, your kid's already. You look like a kid. Yeah, and know. then I look at Ellis, and I'm like, you look like you're a, baby. a baby. You're a baby. You're a baby. You're like moving and like walking hand in hand with your brother and dancing. I, you're a baby. Baby, That's it's really nice though. I'm kind of like weirdly jealous, no, of that, and I'm though. weirdly like, jealous of yours. Okay, good. I think that's normal. <laughs> Maybe we should just that should be the new thing for moms. I'm just jealous of whatever you've got going on, yep. no matter how shitty it may be for you in real I'm life. I'm sure it sucks for you, but I wish I had great. yours. Yeah, I love your grass. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, yeah. I thought that was just like I. This, maybe this whole comparing our two children for the rest of our lives might not work out for me. It might not be great. As, it as, might as be nice if we it. could try not to do that. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, speaking of good luck, I had an amazing weekend. Tell me about your amazing weekend, Biz. Stefan took both children to his parents' house overnight. What? So from like 8.30 oh Saturday morning until... 1.30 Sunday. Whoa. I thought they were going to come back way earlier on yeah. Sunday, but then they didn't. Uh, I had the house to myself. Amazing. It was. Amazing. And you know, and Stefan is the one who actually reminded me of Teresa's famous words from the last, uh, from a couple of shows ago. Mm-hmm. And that was, this is not the fix-all. This isn't going to fix it. Yeah. This is just. I think you said that. Maybe I said that. One of us geniuses but, yeah. in this booth right. uh, said that these breaks don't fix everything. Yeah. It doesn't erase it. But it's nice to have. Yeah. And then he followed. I'm just giving him some kudos because um, he also was saying when we when he came back, he was just like, you know, you've spent the last year and three months never alone. Right. <laughs> it's good to have. Yeah. Even like, it, of course, it's, it's like not healthy. enough. Yeah. Of course, it's not enough. Right. You no. know what I mean? But I went into it with the right attitude of like, I'm not going to panic. There are lots of things I want to do. But I'm not going to, like, panic and make them all happen. Like, I really Mm -hmm. had this, like, oh, I could finally get this garden thing done. I'm going to do that sewing I've been wanting to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to what wound up happening the first day was (laughs) I went. I I knew I wanted to have, like, the house clean because that's just how I I feel. But I just set a timer. Mm -hmm. And anything that wasn't done in that timer, I didn't go back and do. Perfect. Went to the store. The house was full of Fritos and dip. Perfect. And then I... I had a f- mom friend come over. I was mm-hmm. like, abandon your your family yeah. and come over. Yeah. And she came over and we just like, like 
did some junk around the house and eventually wound up sitting around watching some of the most garbage television I have watched Perfect. since college. Perfect. Right? Yeah. And then Teresa came over later. They, they literally tagged out. Yep. They literally passed each other. At the front door. She came yeah. over for some wine and some cheese before she had to go back to her kids. Mm-hmm. I've decided maybe I should just start a mom refuge in my house yeah. that's like, all right, I'm, I'm the one who's got the house free. Mm-hmm. Everybody leave your kids and come mm-hmm. refresh at the house. And then, like, it was like 6 o'clock. It was like 6.30. Yeah. When we were I, gone. Yeah. And I was like, I guess I just, I'll just make myself some dinner. And, and like, at 8 o'clock, I was like, oh, I totally forgot to put that thing up in Ellis's closet. I can get out the drill. Oh, yeah. And Who just cares like, oh, if it's loud at 8 o'clock? Look at all o'clock. this noise. Yeah. I'm making it at 8 o'clock. I said, like, what yeah. else can I drill and hammer right now at 8 yeah. o'clock? It was amazing. And then because I didn't have to rush the next, and I didn't. Like, I wasn't mad that I didn't, like, do the other stuff. Good job. And then Sunday morning, I was like, hey, I am still up at 6 o'clock. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm going to go do some of those things. Cool. And it's not going to be super stressful. So, like, not only did I get some projects done that I wanted to do, I also really just also simultaneously didn't do shit. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, there was some, like, they came back and, you know, I think, like, uh, that morning, Sunday morning, I had the feeling I'm totally, this is great. I'm like, I'm ready for the family to come back. Like, oh, this is nice. good. Like, I feel like yeah. refreshed a little bit. Then <laughs> they came back, and Alice was just like, ah! And Katie Bell's just like, ah! Everybody's just so fucking loud. I said to Stephen, I was wrong. I'm actually not <laughs> ready wrong. for you guys to come back. Like, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I in fact, don't feel any better. <laughs> With all the screaming. Um, maybe we'll have to start taking Xanax or something. But it was uh, it was it was really good and it was just we're gonna try and make that happen a lot more often. Good so, job, all of you. I know. I just it, it felt really it felt really good. Cool. Um, well, it felt really good to me to ditch my family for two hours and come over and drink wine with it's you. It's really nice. So I highly encourage that for everybody. <laughs> um, speaking of feeling good. Or not. Uh, today, our topic is giving up. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm gonna start with a sort of more of an esoteric style question. More of a like, I don't know. Do you what do you think? And I'm probably going to be surprised as I still am coming in here every week with you that your thoughts are not gonna be anything like my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um Giving up, mm-hmm. is that the same thing as something we've talked about a lot on the show, letting go? What do you think of like, giving mm. up versus letting go? Are they the same? Are they different? Isn't it sort of like a glass half full, half empty type scenario? Um, almost, I feel like almost all the same stuff could be fall under both of those categories <laughs> right. but it just depends how you're feeling about it at the time right like what are those like, okay i remember living in new york there were many days i was not happy to be in new york uh-huh. and i could always tell what kind of day i was having because if i was walking to the subway and there'd be like a you know group of there was in particular a group of like acapella like yep. singers who did like 50s doo-wop stuff yep. and yeah, i could tell 
which which way I was going that day, if it if if it either put a bounce in my stuff and I was like, all right, way to go. Yeah. Or I was like, that's just sad. No, it's sad. This is all here you are in this shithole of a fucking subway. No one's even looking at you. You know, like if it was like something like really not awesome and inspiring person. But so I think you're right. I think there's something it's it's the spin because I think for yeah. me letting go sounds like you're releasing something that you've held on too long and now yeah. this is like a really good strong thing that you've let go of yeah. while while giving up makes me feel like at some point in time I want to scream give it back give it right. back I don't right. don't take it give, right. give it back yes what do you okay like what led to this whole topic for me so when I emailed uh, Teresa I was like I don't know you want to try talk about this. So last night was Oscar night. I don't really, we don't really watch the Oscars because we don't ever go see movies. Right. <laughs> just, it just means nothing to us right now. But I'm sitting there and thinking about the Oscars and I'm thinking about how I used to just be obsessed with them growing oh, up. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, wanted to be an actress yeah. when I grew up, you know, like acting classes and did plays and like, this is what I was going to do. And like, yeah, I'm going to move to New York, become a comedian and act and all this stuff, right? And I can remember probably somewhere in my like early teenage years, uh, my parents were upstairs watching the Oscars and I was downstairs and I was coming up the stairs and I overheard my father say to my mother, one day we're going to see Elizabeth up there getting an Oscar, uh-huh. right? Which is like really nice. Yeah. It's like such a sweet thing for your parents. Very supportive. To s- very yeah. supportive and like... You know, I'm not in the room. They don't know that I'm, you know, they're genuinely uh-huh. saying it's really a sweet thing. Mm-hmm. And like, this is the image that flashes in my mind last night as I'm like trying to feed Ellis. Uh-huh. And he's just like throwing, you know, he's just like, he's just screaming. He's just in one of those moods where everything is just that horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. <laughs> and, and then I make the mistake of like saying that story to Stefan and he's like, he kind of makes these sort of like jokes about we could always go back to it or whatever, you know. And, it, and it, I was like, it's not. Let's don't make jokes uh-huh. about the fact that I think I actually am kind of sad yeah. that I gave that up. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And like, I, and then I was like, oh, this is why I never watch award shows. This mm-hmm. is why I never go and watch good television because <laughs> it reminds me of this thing mm. that I would really enjoy that I'm not doing. So like, I was like, oh my god, I really actually did give that up. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to win an Academy Award. Let's get real, people. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm not even doing shitty community theater. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. and there's, like. Well, you're not, right. You're not working towards it. I'm not working. I've up. given You've up. You've given up. Yeah. You know, like, the thought of even going back to it is not in my mind. Yeah, after right. so I, I've given up yes. that thing. You've let go. No, I gave up. <laughs> yeah, I okay. gave it up. Okay. I want it back. I was trying. I, know. I was I want seeing it how back. it would work. Like, I don't know. Do you, I mean, are there things you've given up? Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, um, the first one that comes to mind for me is running, mm. like running by myself. Sure, I can put one of the kids right. in the in the bob stroller and go for a jog, but yeah. the amount the amount of stopping and starting and snacking and yeah. whatever music, right. whatever, whatever. I don't know, just all the stuff that's going on, um, and I mean it's just it's not the same. No, um, and I I mean yes I could if I really prioritized running by myself right. like my own time running if I really prioritized that again 
I, I'm sure I could find a way to do it, but there's just other priorities. Well, there's a saying. lot of other priorities. And I'm just saying, like, no to that. And I'm I'm just, I mean, I guess yeah. in a way, you could say, I mean, you could say either one. Depend, again, depending on my yeah, mood. See, but like, here's what I think. I think. I think you're hitting on something. That, <laughs> well, I could shift and I could reprioritize. And yeah. I, could, I mean, people, like, pursue their dreams oh, totally. with children all the oh, time. Oh, totally. Yeah. But, I'm sure that if we spoke to those people, there are things that they also have given up to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't want this to become a show about us, you know, making the excuses Uh for what we should be doing. Right. You know, like, I mean, like, here's the thing. Yeah. You... There are a lot of stuff you have to just give up. Okay, thank you. Because, That's a really good point. Yeah, let's just So, I'll say just that. say, I've given up running. Right. You know, it's And it like, kind of sucks. It sucks. But I've done that. Yeah, and I think that, like... <laughs> I mean, That's so true. Like, yeah, I, yeah. We... Everybody's life... You know, I think I've used this example before where it's like, you know, I made a call about, like, I want to cook the meals. I want less, you know, takeout. I yeah. want less from a box. I yeah. want more. It's just something we make yeah. kind of a decision about. And as a result, I've had to give up uh-huh. lots of other personal time and things uh-huh. to make that happen every night. Yeah. You know, and make sure that those groceries in their house, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, I, you know, like life happens. And when you get married and you have kids or even if you know, are no longer married or whatever, there are things, like you said, your just priorities get switched. Yeah. But I just want to kind of just talk about the like, well, I gave that up. Yeah. You know, like the acting or yeah. the running or. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I am I can think of because I just got my hair done. Yeah. But like I for a while I was like, I'm not going to color my hair again. I'm giving that up. And the reason was I could not deal with how much time and how yeah. expensive it was. Right. But like at a certain point, I just went like, but I don't want to give that up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it was just something that I said, like. No, it's my hair. Well, see, now that's interesting. <laughs> you know? I think there's, all right, I think that there's, I think there might be a positive side to giving up versus letting go. Okay. I think when you let it go, mm-hmm. there's also, it's not coming back because you, it's something that's like you've come to peace mm-hmm. with and yeah. it's not something that should ever come back up and make you angry about having let go. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to let go, you know, griping to my kid every night about mm-hmm. her table manners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the giving up is something that can possibly make you angry when you realize True. you've given it up. Yeah. And I think that can lead to taking the action, like the hair. You yeah. gave it up. But it goes back to that voice of, I want it back. Yeah. All right, so how badly do you want it back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do yeah. to get that back? And I think giving up can be a great motivator. Yeah. To go back and find yourself and that thing that you lost or that totally. you gave up. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of good things that we give up when we right. become parents. I mean, you know, I gave up smoking. Yeah. You know, I gave up, uh, you know, going out every single night and partying. You know, so I think there are good things that we give up mm-hmm. as well. Here's the question. Like, what about, because I feel like there have been a lot of, like, parenting standards that, and maybe even, like, environmental standards that I have given, like, I've, like, given up or had to let go of mm. now that I have two kids. Like, mm. things like, um, I mean, even things like just, like, if, if, um, if Simon is doing something that, like, is unacceptable to me for some reason. Right. Like, when I had 
like a baby attached to my body, sometimes I just did not have the energy or right. the physical capability to so get you, involved in a whole thing with him about it. Have you it. given up discipline? You know what I'm saying? A little bit. Like, yeah, a no, little I do. Bit. I know what because, you're saying. But... There, so, okay, a little bit of that and like mm. and same with like, um you know, some of like the eating habits or right. the um like we used to I've talked about before how we used to clean up twice a day yeah. in our house. Like everybody helped and it was like a thing. And now it's like it's it's half assed yeah. with the kids, if at all. It usually just ends up being like Jesse or I scrambling at the end of the day. And so that is OK. Well, uh, no, okay. Aha. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, aha. Uh-huh, that's that. the give, that's the giving up. Yeah. That's the difference between the giving up and letting go because giving up can sometimes have a detrimental effect and you don't necessarily have control over it. Right. Like you just accept you're accepting the fact that you've had to give it up. Yeah, like it's not, it's not, not like breakthrough right. of I'm going to let this go so my daughter can become a better yeah. person. It's more like, no, my daughter might become a bigger asshole because yeah. I give up. But I just can't deal with that right now. You <laughs> That's know, and I sometimes yeah. I just can't deal. But um the other thing that okay, get ready cuz I'm about to put a positive spin even on this. Uh, um okay. I give up everybody. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it's actually better for Simon in a way or mm. Or, like, better for everyone overall that right. I'm not able to control everything all the time. Like, that, they're, that like, having another child and whatever extenuating right. circumstances, usually the dogs, um, <laughs> are preventing me from, like, doing all of this stuff, quote-unquote, perfectly yeah. for him. Like, I think that's actually maybe better because oh, of course life. It, of course you know what I mean? Life? Is. Like, come on. Yeah, of course it probably is. But is it better? That yes. I okay. mean, there yeah, we, we we could go down a whole path of giving up on the incredible pressures like high of like standards, parent, high standards yeah, that are of just like unreachable stupid. standards yeah. of like the 24 hours a day yeah. being on and being perfect. Yeah. Let's all give that up okay. and like let yeah. that go. Yeah. But you know, how do you how are you, how are you how do you emotionally handle the giving up the other things, the giving up the running or giving up something personal that wasn't a I have to let this go. It's more of the defeated I give up and I can't do it. Is there does that have any sort of I think it's painful. Is actually. that you can't uh, I think it is. I think it's actually kind of painful. Like I'm thinking about having given up that my child goes to bed on his own mm. at night. Oh, like, that's that, a good one. I'm not over that. It's sad to me when I think about it. Like, it's depressing because I feel like it's going to be like that way forever. And that might not be true, but I have to be prepared for the fact that it might be. Right. You could be in it for a really long haul. Yeah. And it's... That's an interesting give up. It's really hard That's an interesting give up because that does... You're right. That can't fall into the let it go category. No. Because it's something that's really painful to you and detrimental to you. Like, And, you know, and you're... Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's a give up. That's I give up. I That's a so. walk away. I yeah. agree. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. Do you have a one like that? Well, I feel like so much of it sometimes. A lot of it. I mean, yeah. I feel like a lot, I feel like with child number two entering the fray, it, I feel like, I feel more than less that I'm giving up than mm-hmm. I am letting go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like we again, everybody who's been listening, Katie Bell and the stomach aches and the mm-hmm. I'm not a perfect child and blah, 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 blah. We really worked on letting yeah. go. Those were some conscious decisions. Yeah. We're going to let go on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. 
But other things, you know, like the food with Ellis. Like, mm-hmm. I give up. He doesn't want to eat fucking anything, and I rotate. Oh, really? He's like— Is he picky? He's become like— it doesn't even feel like he's picky. It just feels like he's not fucking he's eating He's not eating. Anything. Oh, my you know, God. Yeah, like, I'm eating, too, and then he just fucking throws it. And like, Does he just drink a lot of milk instead? No, we don't. No? We do, like, three bottles. We do a bottle after, like, a nap. Like, And now that he's cut down his naps, he's hardly getting any fucking milk, as a matter huh. of fact. So he just is like, I mix it up. I rotate it. And, you know, yeah. and now I'm just like, fuck it. Here's yeah. fucking cheese again. Yeah. And you're probably not even going to eat that, that cheese. Yeah. I give up. I give that. up on stressing out. I do that On, like, day. eating because it's not letting go because I need right. you to eat. I need right. you to be healthy and I need right. you to develop good eating habits and all those things. Right. But, like. But what more can you do? What more can yeah. I fucking do? Yeah. You know, like, because it's like there's something about it that's just like, ugh. You know, like, I give I up on like, Katie, but, like, fine, I'm just going to fucking cook two dinners tonight. Oh, my God. Because, like, I, I don't want to eat fucking yeah. red beans and rice. Yeah. I want to eat, like, a nice complicated meal yeah and then not have my you know i know she's not gonna eat this and there's there's like try a bite she'll try a bite Mm -hmm. she's not gonna fucking eat it right i'm gonna fucking make her grilled cheese sandwich you know know. what i mean like i I give up i give up on that like trying and it doesn't feel good to give up on i think that's again the letting go versus that it feels good to not be yelling at katie all the time about bullshit yeah but it doesn't feel good when i feel like I'm being defeated yes. into oh, yeah. changing the situation. Yeah. And you know, and then that leads to all that great mom guilt and all that great like, you know, I mean you can bounce around. I think that then that makes the larger let I, I gave up. Mm-hmm. I gave up on learning that fucking banjo already. We're only like three months into the new year. You know, mm-hmm. I gave up, you know, the acting or the stand up or the I haven't even mm-hmm. tried the writing, you know, like all mm-hmm. that stuff. That makes it almost worse. Mm-hmm. Because of all the smaller, like, I get, and then you just totally. feel like you're like, I'm just in this dark cloud. I know. Of giving up sadness. I know. But hopefully, the anger from it <laughs> motivates you to not ruin your marriage or your relationship with your children and instead motivates you to figure it out. Because I don't really know, like, what the wrap up is on this discussion. It's more of just like, I, don't, I think we just need to acknowledge that sometimes it's not all about letting it go. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's like, no, no, you, in fact, had to give that up. And, and I don't think people like to talk about it very much because I no. think it falls into that like, well, you had the kids. Yeah. you're. It's like, well, you chose this for you yourself. You chose this. I'm wondering, I have one, one thought, yeah. which is like, I mean, what about, like, what about... Does the idea of like not like should we never give up? Because like there's people who believe. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's people who believe that like if you think a certain thing is worthwhile or yeah. important to you, you just should never give up. And like right. not that you need to like make it your obsession, but like right. you just don't ever give up. Like you just right. keep. Like is that anything? I mean, no, I think that's something. But it's see, I think I am a go doer. Yeah. You, know, you totally I, th- are. I think I am a doer. Yes. So the like when I hear the never give up thing, I think like sometimes it falls into a like like life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like general happiness. Like general, uh-huh. you know, like I'm not pursuing the thing that I always thought was gonna be mm-hmm. what I was gonna do my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I do have other things that I'm enjoying pursuing and you know and mm-hmm. trying to do. So it's maybe trying to focus on like that's the never give up, like never mm-hmm. give up on 
uh, like being the idea. personally fulfilled, right? Or, or the idea yeah. that there may be another time for it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, so yeah. Like, um, I mean, but that is like in a way that's like a way of having a bit more control over stuff where you say like, okay, this is not working the way I want it to right mm-hmm. now. But if I just instead of just saying, well, I give up on this forever. Right. Like if you don't want to let it go <laughs> and you just and you think it's important, like maybe just the idea of like, well, I'm just going to keep working at this and somehow I will figure it out. Like, is that anything? It's like the thing from like Finding Nemo. I, I hear it in my head all yeah. the time. Like Dory just keep swimming, just, just keep swimming, <laughs> just keep swimming, just keep. That is pretty much how I feel like a 90 percent. Just keep swimming. <sighs> so yeah, get up in the morning. Have a day. Up. Go to sleep and then do it again. Mothers, the parenting, you know. Mantra. That's right, mantra. Uh, So, yeah, I guess that's something. I I think I might try that a little bit, like, with some of the things that bug me. Like, if I don't want to let it go, maybe I can just, instead of saying, like, I've given this up, to just say, like, well, I'm going to figure this out. Oh, Eventually, Teresa, you're so good. No, I just but I, no, no. I mean, don't worry. You're, you're messing up in lots of other places, but like, <laughs> you. you're so good with the word, the spin, the wording. Not giving up. What'd you say? I'm gonna think about this. I'm gonna figure this I'm out. Gonna figure somehow. this out somehow. That's good. Eventually, <laughs> in ten years, when all the children have left, <laughs> and I'm all alone. <laughs> All that time. Uh, no, I like that. I like that. I like that. That That's actually inspiring. Not giving up. Not even letting go. Mm-hmm. Just going to sit here and figure this out. Yeah. Just keep swimming. <laughs> just keep swimming. <laughs> Welcome to Oh No, Ross and Carrie. Ross. Hi, Carrie. What do you think is creepier? Okay. You jump into a swimming pool. All of a sudden, the water goes away, and instead of water, there is the bones of your dead ancestors or Mm -hmm. our show. That's pretty tough because we visited a live exorcism. We joined the Ordo Templi Orientis where we had to worship a naked lady. Oh, and we joined that Tony Alamo cult. Dope. They were scary. Super creepy. We joined the Ethere Society. We tried penis enlargement, or at least oh, I did. Oh boy, I tried breast enlargement. We have basically done every creepy, weird, fringe thing except for thousands more, which we will get to if you listen to our show. I'd still say the swimming pool with my ancestors' bones. Well, then I don't even know if people should listen. I guess they shouldn't. But if you want to... Two were at maximum fun, and the show's called Ono Ross and Carrie. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 9485. That's 206 350 9485. Genius. Fail time. Teresa? Yes? Genius? Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. 
Yeah, I mean, right. this oh, okay. is a great genius. Um, so I, we have like um, some drawers in the kitchen that are child-proofed, and then we have some that are not. And so like all the sharp things go in the child-proof drawers, and then the whatever. That makes sense. Okay. So, but we have like three pairs of kitchen scissors for some reason. I don't know why we need three, but all of them, because they're sharp, are in the child-proof drawers. Sure. And I need scissors to open things yeah. like 12,000 times a day. Yes. It's just packages, whatever, you know, things from... Everything needs everything. scissors. Everything. Literally everything. And it drives me completely insane to, like, go to the drawer and, like... The the childproof drawer requires two hands to open. Mm. Um, just because the way our cabinets are, it's complicated. But anyways, it's a pain in the ass to get the thing out. And it makes me so mad. And then the other day I was like, well, I mean, why don't I just leave a pair like out on the counter, like further back where the kids can't reach them even if they tried? Yeah. And it has been life changing for me. (laughs) But you know what's great about this? This is totally about to be a fail in like oh, two sure. weeks, oh, right? Oh, two weeks. It's Somebody's coming. walking around with scissors yeah. actually embedded in their head. Totally. What I love about if, you, if you've been with us since the very beginning of the show, <laughs> I'd like to think that our genius moments have gone from like, we only have one child. Look at these amazing, insightful genius yep. moments we have to like, I left scissors out. And, and it you're was like, easy. It's the best. <laughs> because our brains are just like... Fucked. Yeah, it's it's great because it's great. because I mean I should have thought of it sooner, sure, but but now I'm you? doing it and it's great. How I have no expectation of you thinking of that sooner. You know what I mean? Because you're everybody's tired. Like it's just like that is the beauty of the genius moment. You know, is it's just it's beautiful. That's good job. Mm, thank you. Good job. How about you? What do I you got? Have childproof locks. Thank God, Ellis isn't walking. Okay. Uh, my Gmail. You know. I think my genius is just that I had this weekend. Yeah. And I didn't panic and I didn't beat myself up for anything. I yep. just I just actually watched I, I, I watched a show called Marriage Boot Camp <laughs> featuring Bridezillas, which is pretty much everything I hate. Mm-hmm. And I watched I, I watched every episode <laughs> over the course of those two days. And I felt great about it. You know what? It's great. I felt great it's about it. It's really great. It was it's, mind-numbing yeah. garbage. It's amazing. It was. I felt I felt good. Good job. Thank you. Hi. I am calling with a genius moment. Um, I am the proud nanny of two beautiful little girls in Brooklyn, and five and two, and they happen to live in a four-story walk-up. Well, the five-year-old has decided it's a lot of fun to lean over the side of the stairs and yell down. And it scares me because I'm afraid she's going to fall or she's going to drop something very important to her or whatever. So it scares me to death. I always try to keep her away from the stairs, but it's a constant battle. So what I decided to do was we took um, regular kitchen chicken eggs and we decorated them like little kids and, you know, put a little hair on and drew little outfits. And then we went to the stairs and I said, okay, honey, now take your egg and you can play on the side of the stairs and let's see what happens if we fall. So the egg would play and then the egg would drop and it would break. And she had a really nice time throwing eggs off the side of the stairs, but it showed her that if she were to fall, she would break. Uh, and I thought that was a very good genius moment. 
Okay, love the podcast. Nannies love the podcast. Okay, bye. <laughs> Yay, nannies! Go, nannies! Go, nannies! You're doing a great job. That's actually really genius. I'm really confused by that. I'm not going to lie. Are you? like just like Because the, the cleanup... Well, okay, right? yeah, there's got to be a clean issue, thing. right? Yeah. Five, but, I mean, a lot of stairs, and they're not carpeted. Uh-huh. It's not like all the walk-ups are, like, carpeted or whatever. But it is interesting. It's a good way to connect. You could get hurt. A lot of kids don't. Hell, a lot of grown-ups cannot, like, connect that they could be, in fact, at risk. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like I can tell you all day long that X, Y, and Z could happen. But until it happens to you, you're mm-hmm. like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was particular. I liked that. What I what I actually think is genius about it is I sort of feel like by doing that, now she's kind of over it. Like, now she's kind yeah. of over, like, what, 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 like, her fascination with, like, the looking stairs. down the stairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because now oh, she's kind of, like, done something with it. Yeah, I like it because it's both that mm-hmm. and possibly scarring for life. Good. I love both. Good. Good job. Good job, Nanny from Brooklyn. Yeah, you're amazing. <sighs> Fails. Fail. 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 You suck. What do, what do you what do you have for me today, Teresa? What little fail nugget have you cooked up for me? So I made the mistake of giving Simon two marshmallows one day <laughs> when he was like really upset about yeah. something. It was it was that his like balloon flew away, and sure. I had warned him that if he lets go of his balloon, that it's gonna fly away and it'll be mm-hmm. on forever. And so he had to see what would happen. Less so he learned. did it anyway. Right. See, see, you have to see what happens. Yeah, no matter what you tell them. It was right. devastating for him. Like he couldn't <laughs> deal with it. He was so sad, and yeah. he was tantruming, and yeah. it was like so. Just to get him to calm down, I was like, "Do you think a marshmallow would make you feel better?" <laughs> <laughs> So and it did. We had two marshmallows, and he was. We talked about the balloon, and we moved on, and he did great. But then, like, sure enough, I mean, just like obviously, right? You know, the later that day, he's like mildly upset about something, and it's. (laughs) I think a marshmallow would make (laughs) me feel better. Children, I do think I keep saying this are kind of the worst. They do this. They're like, oh, did you open the window a crack? Yeah. I want it all the way out. Now I'm going to, everything's going to come through. Yep. Oh, the little retaining, learning brains. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but good job. Yeah. Enjoy that for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to I'm just going to throw sugar at him every time he's like remotely unhappy about things. That'll be good, right? Yes. Give up. (laughs) Give up. Give up. (laughs) Uh, So in this great exodus of my family, uh, I... We were smart enough to remind Stefan to put the bottle, take the bottle, else t- gets one bottle after naps. Mm-hmm. Um, he packs the bottle. I find it. I happen to be walking past the diaper bag because I was going to fill it with diapers. And I find the bottle. I just look down in the pockets. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know if you have a diaper bag and two children or even one or more. There's a good chance. It's just a fine powder of like granola bar and Cheetos and like whatever. Whatever crackery type mm-hmm. item is constantly in your bag. Oh, I was thinking of like there have been dirty diapers in there at some point. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, okay. ours is just that it's like a fine. There's no pocket. It's that's not, not clean. full of like yeah. change. It's not clean. Garbage, sticky, yeah. and like yeah. disgusting. Yeah. So like I pull it back out. It's just covered. It's just like, it's like so gross. Yeah. It's as if you took it and rubbed it around in like a sandbox mm-hmm. of crumbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, hey, Stefan, that's really gross. 
I'm a better person. Why would you stick it in here? And I, I wash it off and I put it in a Ziploc bag like a queen. Mm-hmm. They leave uh, like 30 minutes later. <laughs> I'm about to go throw away the baby tub. I'm about to go throw away the whale baby tub mm-hmm. and a bunch of gross toys. Uh, and I'm taking it out. And I'm like, I just luckily catch the Ziploc bag with the bottle. Oh, oops. It's in there. But that's not so lucky, is it? Because they left half an right. hour ago. So immediately I text Steph and I'm like, uh, the bottle is here. And Liz Stephan's like, well, lucky for you. <laughs> we didn't make it that far. Because like I say, it's not to get gas. So they, they had to come back, get the bottle. And then Liz, like, and like uh, you hear the car door open and like I hand it to Stefan. All I can hear from the backseat of the car is, ah! And Ellis is just like <laughs> pissed and like, uh, it was not good. That sucks. It, was, it really did suck. Hi, um, here's a tale for you. Last night I was trying to keep my almost one-year-old daughter entertained before dinner. And I took one of her toys that has a suction cup on the end that um, usually you stick to the high chair. And I thought it would be great to stick it to my forehead. And uh, when I went to pull it off, I pulled it off and there was a big hickey right on my forehead. Uh, yep, my very first hickey from a high chair toy. Um, and it's still there. Today. And her first birthday party is tomorrow. Uh, yeah, a big deal. Thanks, guys. Love the show. That's amazing. That's pretty good. That's, that's actually very, very good. Good job marring your body mm-hmm. for your child. They're going to expect that all the time, just like the fucking marshmallows. Mm-hmm. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love Teresa. You. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. I am actually very excited today, and I think I might get I, I might actually get a little weepy with Aww. today's guest. Cause she's just one of those people who seems to be kicking ass. Yeah. You know, and like, you know, like we always talk kind of on the show about like, you know, no one's really all that special no matter what their no. circumstances are. So yeah. it's, it's you know, like it's all kind of the levels out yeah at some point but occasionally you're like wow oh, that's really inspiring yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna i'm just gonna bask in that awesomeness so today we're calling lisa smith molinari who is an award-winning syndicated columnist author speaker and creator of the blog the meat and potatoes of life welcome lisa thank you thank you so much for having me well we're really excited um the we're gonna I'll get into a little bit why we're excited in a second. I, I want to start off with uh, the question we always ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Well, okay, I live in a drafty old house on uh, on a base up in Rhode Island, and um, and there are five of us that live here now. Uh, of course, there's me, and even though, you know, living here sometimes feels like incarceration, but I do live here. And then my husband is a naval intelligence officer. His name is Francis. And he lives here as well, although he's gone a lot of the time, as as is as is uh, it is in military life. And then we have three kids: we have Hayden, Anna, and Lily. They're nineteen, seventeen, and fourteen, respectively. So you know, pray for me, three teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> and we we used to have a dog, uh, but he died like three months ago. So we're still a little heartbroken oh. over him. But um, but anyway, we we do have an infestation of ants. So that makes up for it somewhat. Yeah, that's a good time. That that's pretty much my personal nightmare. Almost worse than teenagers. Yeah, uh, maybe an infestation <laughs> of ants. Um, well, so we actually, you know, 
I, I think a number of our listeners actually are uh, military-based. They're either married to the military or they're in the military because I just don't think we have that many people in Guam who yeah. are just regular Guam <laughs> citizens. I mean, if not, right. if, so if you were just yeah. a Guam If you just listener, happen to live in Guam, that's great. And you like right. Canada, I appreciate cool it. Too. But sometimes I'm like, really? That many people in Iran are listening to us? That is a surprise <laughs> to me. <laughs> I um, love that. So yeah, my instinct is we have quite a few uh, people involved married to acting in, serving in the military. And we've been really wanting to kind of delve into that world because it's completely foreign to myself yeah, uh, and Teresa. So we're really excited to have you on. But what I'd like to do is get a little bit of insight and tell us a little bit about how you fell into the blog and sort of how you fell into military life. Because if I'm correct, did you come from a military family? No, yeah, I did right? not come from a yeah. military family. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, um, I, you know, I'm just from a small town in Pennsylvania. You know, I go to college. I went to law school, became a lawyer. But then, you know, and I envisioned this whole future for myself. And, um, and you know, you, you, I have this active imagination, and this is what I do. Like, I imagine <laughs> things, and this is the way it's going to be. And, and uh, but it didn't happen. I met and fell in love with, like, a, a Navy guy. And um, I had just started my legal career, and I really didn't know what uh, military life was that much all about. I mean, I pictured all the travel and moving and, you know, adventure, but it sounds so romantic, you know, at the time. And um, But anyway, we, we uh, married, and, you know, like, there I was, like, two months later, like, sitting on his bachelor couch in, like, a dirty base house out in, uh, out in California, you know, like, nursing our first baby. And it was wow. like, I'm watching, like, Maury Povich, you know, yeah. uh, interview people who've been abducted by aliens. And I'm like, what the hell just happened, you know? Right. But, um, but, yeah, no, and we've moved, like, nine times. It's, it's been, like, a fantastic life. It's been adventurous. I've been at this for 21 years now, and I appreciate it, and I love it. And it's like a culture. It's like, it's like, um, it's like that guy in Shawshank Redemption that when they let him out of prison, you know, he, he went and committed another crime so he could get back in. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> this culture, and uh, I know no other way, and I, you know, I love it. So even though I didn't get what I expected out of life, I got a lot more, and I don't want to sound corny or anything, but... But what happened was, why I started writing, uh, there was a time period where, you know, I was like freaking super mom. I really was. Like, I, uh, my oldest son was having a lot of developmental delays. He was di- diagnosed with autism, and I was doing, like, therapy, bam, bam, you know, home therapy. Uh, you know, I was doing everything I needed to do for him, plus we had two other children, two, two uh, daughters. And I was, like, spinning plates in the air. We had our first house, and I was keeping it all together. And um, it's almost like a blur, like it's almost like I had to, and so I did. But at one point, my husband came home, and, you know, he, he would do, he's a Navy guy, so they go on little deployments and things, but nothing serious. You know, after 9-11, things started ratcheting up, and they uh, increased the time length of deployments and stuff like that. And he came home one day and basically dropped the news that he was going to go um, on a year-long, it's called an IA, an Individual Augmentation to a you know a combat zone, and it was just Djibouti, East Africa. You can laugh; everybody does, you know. <laughs> but uh, but it, you know, Djibouti's surrounded by Somalia, and it's a dangerous place. Right. And so he was going to go there, yeah. But not not anything like Iraq. So we were thankful of that. But 
So I thought, well, I can do this. No how problem. Old, how old were your kids at the time when the first, like, one-year deployment, like, happened? Oh, gosh. Let me let me give you grades because I'm never That's good at fine. ages. <laughs> okay. I had, like, a fifth grader. Okay. Um, he was in fifth grade when my husband deployed. Then I had a um, – and they're all, like, two years apart in grade. So it went down from there, third and first. And um, so I was busy, wow. you know. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little, <laughs> a little busy. busy. I don't know. Yeah. Right. And so I started to lose it a little bit. You know, like, do you ever have those moments when you, <laughs> like, wake up in the middle of the night and you're, you're just turning over or, like, you know, you suck in a piece of fuzz and you cough a little bit or whatever, you know. And then all these, like, fears creep into your mind. You're afraid, like, your kids are going to be axe murderers because you were too strict with them that day or, you know, whatever. Like, you just start, like, worrying about right. all these things. I started doing that. Like, I – and I think it's probably, like, hormones, you know, feelings of wanting to be in control. You know, it's all just stresses of life. And, like, that hadn't happened up to that point. And I was starting to sort of, like – feel the stress of like, you know, mothering alone and, and handling everything alone. So I, I was sitting at like swim, swim practice one night, like sweating like a pig, you know, sitting at the, in the inside of the Y, uh, the YMCA. And I just had a legal pad and I just started like just writing thoughts and I sort of turned them into essays. And um, when my husband came back, I'd had like, I think I had like four essays done. And, uh, you know, and I'd gone over them and everything else. And, and then we deployed, or we didn't deploy, we uh, moved to Germany. And my New Year's resolution was, look, I'm going to submit these to somebody. And I did. I just started submitting them. And I, I had no, I look back now and I laugh because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. But it just happened that one of my essays got published in the Washington Post. And uh, I was, I was like, so excited, you know. <laughs> it was great. It was a lot of fun. And that just made me think maybe this is something I should do. But the whole reason I did it was to was because I was the, the minutia of life was like so bo- I was just getting so bogged down in it and overwhelmed with it that um, it helped me like writing made me like sort out the nonsense and like laugh at it you know and then just find the heart of what really matters without being you know too obvious about it let's just laugh at all the nonsense that that you know comes into our everyday life. And it was, it was like I was doing my own little therapy on myself, you yeah. know. So that's how it all started, and that's why I gave it the name, The Meat and Potatoes of Life. And I started to sort of like um, self-syndicate my own newspaper column, uh, and it's, it's mostly military newspapers. But, um, and then I started a blog, so, you know, with the same name. So that's what, how it all started. Well, I feel like, I mean, you said several things in that that just made my mind sort of explode in terms of like... <laughs> You know, well, like, I was joking. I think I was telling you, you know, like, oh, we're kind of between the first kid and the second kid. Things are really different in terms of, like, what's happening at the house. And, like, yeah. you know, the first kid, Stefan and I both were able to work from home. And, like, we had a lot of time to balance. And it was, like, this pretty egalitarian. Yeah. Like, it was all great. And then the next kid comes and we're, we've moved. There's a new job for Stefan. I'm no longer right. working. He's hardly ever home. I, and I, I know that I find myself in a situation of like, hey, this is a big change. I'm not handling it well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like, but like, I listen to things that you just like listed off. And I'm yeah. like, oh, and then we moved to Germany. Okay, you know, and it's like, this move. And, like, and my husband hasn't been gone. I'm like, Stefan's gone for like a week and I am pissed. Yeah. You know? It's so true. And it's just yeah. like, and I don't know, is it just that, like, is it just that? Without knowing it, maybe somehow your spirit was broken and you're not even aware that that's happening anymore. Or, like, is there yeah. some sort of coping tool that's specific to military life that you, like, 
I have to imagine that community and support has to be like ratcheted up so much stronger in military life because you are moving like all the time. Like, is there like a welcome committee when you show up like at a new base? Is it like, because to me, it sounds really isolating and hard, even just as the mom. And and then I try and think of like what you're doing as a mom, trying to support your kids and help them through the, like the, the constant change. And and only because it's not familiar to me, does it sound like something that would be really hard to do? Maybe if it's what you're doing every day, it's not as detrimental or hard to deal with. I mean, no one's scarred for life for becoming a serial killer for doing it, you know, like, but like, what's that like? How do you build a community to get yourself through this? I mean, that's, you know, the thing is, it, it's it you know you don't discover this and if there are like young military wives listening to this uh i hope so because because i didn't i didn't really discover this until you know i was in the military for for a while or i was you know we had a we were a military family for a long time and what it is is that there is like this uns, unspoken thing when you're uh a military family when you move somewhere there is automatic camaraderie it doesn't matter you're complete strangers but there is a sense of automatic camaraderie. It's the truth. You know, I was just telling a friend the other day, um, you know, now granted, military life is tough. Yeah. And yes, there's, it, it is tough. But like even our kids, you know, our kids are just like a micro, you know, subculture of what adult life is, you know. And when we move with them, it, especially if we move where there are other military kids, like that move to Germany was a piece of cake. They went into a Department of Defense school. Everybody's military there. Everybody has moved a thousand times. Wow. It was like instant friendships, you know. And and um and for you know, here I am forty eight years old and I'm always like still looking for new friends because I'm a military wife and we move every two or three years, you know. But but I know that if anything ever happens to me or if I'm having a really rough day, I could literally just like text the people on my row of base houses here and like something would happen. You know what I mean? Like somebody would come over, I would somebody would like, you know, offer wine in the driveway, you know. <laughs> it it's it, that is very very cool thing about military life. It makes up for a lot of the hardship. And and um, you know, my husband's an officer. I mean, we're okay. You know, we we've had a good life, but the vast majority of the military are enlisted folks. Yeah. They don't make a lot of money. They they are you know, they have much more hardship than the officers do. And they have a rough life. And, you know, I love this opportunity to be able to, like, describe this to civilians because yeah. um, I feel like there's a real gap of understanding between, you know, civilians and, and military. And, um, you know, like in the news, right, you know, in the past few years, there's just been a lot about budget cuts and things like that and drawdown of the military. So it's like a lot of negative news about the military. And it makes these military folks you know, their, their morale is, is not up, you know, they're not feeling the love like they used to feel, you know? So like, um, I, I, I want to pass that message that, you know, it's an honorable life. It's, it's a tough life to live, but it's honorable. There's a lot of adventure in it and these people are to be respected, you know? So I I got off on a tangent though. I'm sorry. No, it's a good tangent (laughs) and it's important. It's a, it's a good tangent. It's an important tangent because I, I really enjoy uh, when I am reminded that I don't know shit about something because it's really helpful. To, it's really helpful to me. You know what I mean? Like I can think, I can empathize, but like I like listening to you just talk about that. I think about, I compare it to like the first three months of pregnancy where you don't look pregnant, but they kind of like are almost the worst three months because you're the most tired, you're the most sick, you're the most like whatever, and no one right. recognizes it, um, yeah. and you don't want to tell people like whatever. And I think about. 
military families, and it's really easy to identify a soldier, whether, yeah. you know, a female, male, doesn't matter. I can identify a soldier when they're in uniform. I can absolutely not identify children or people married to people serving in the military. I can't right. spot them out. So my brain automatically doesn't, I don't think about it. And not like in a, I don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't have, like if I see somebody in a uniform, it's very easy for me to be like, thank you. Or, you know, like whatever. Sure. I, I can, I can recognize them. Um, but there's not a lot of opportunity to support. We talk on the show all the time about like when you see mom at the target or dad at the target and the kids like freaking out, tell them they're doing a good job. Yeah. Like it's really important to do that. And that like regardless, we don't know what everyone's yeah, backstory but, is right. or what everybody, what yeah. everyone's situation is or what people are going through. And it's really good to hear that about, I think, to have these discussions just have to add information to the file of what may be happening, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah, somebody's right. life. Yeah. Like, that woman may be letting her kid trash the fucking sock aisle at Target because <laughs> she has a few other things on her mind right now. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, life goes on. And mm-hmm. I don't think she's doing a bad job. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually pretty fucking genius. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I want to talk a little bit about uh, you've got your working on a book. A collection yep. of uh, some of your essays, and I'm uh, called "Modern Inconveniences: uh, One Busy Mom's Quest to Discover the Meat and Potatoes of Life." And I wanted to talk a little bit about the modern inconveniences. I mean, yeah. like, let's let's get the even playing field out here for a second. That you know, no matter what military, non-military, one leg, you know, yeah. the child who bites, whatever. Right. Just say for the record, my kids do want to be a biter. Um, <laughs> so I'm sorry, preschool people. But um, we're all in this even playing field. Why is it so hard? Teresa and I are kind of talking about this. Like, eh, let's just have a discussion as moms. Why is it so much? Does it feel harder? It feels yes. harder. It feels Why? What are your thoughts on that? I love this topic. Like, I, I love to talk, you know, I put a lot of, like, nostalgia into my columns. Like, I go back to the 70s and 80s and, like, you know, recount these stories about when I grew up. And people love it. You know, they love yeah. talking about that stuff, you know. And and I have this, like, notion that I, I wish that I'd been a parent, like, in the 70s and 80s because it was just so much freaking easier back then. You know, they didn't have all these things that to worry about. That Yes, there were things back then that they had to worry about. But for the most part... Ignorance is bliss. And when you have no idea that there are going to be, you know, color-coded threat levels and, and, you know, teeth whitening and, you know, uh, uh, gluten, you know, is going to be a big issue one day and, you know, all these things, that you're, you know, you, you sort of can concentrate on the basics. And, like, back then, you know, when I woke up in the morning, you know, I'd wake up in my little, in the 1970s, in my non-flame retardant, you know, right. nightgown, <laughs> and I would take, like, the faux denim strap off of my, my uh, headgear, you know, and I'd toddle <laughs> off to the kitchen to go find myself, like, a non-range-free dippy egg with white toast and a cup of, you know, Donald, canned Donald Duck orange juice, you know right. what I mean? Like, it was just, and then I wondered, what am I going to do today? You know, what is there to do? And and I remember my brother used to get with his friends and, like, chase all the kids in the neighborhood with, like, a stick with dog poop speared on the end, you know? And, like, that was, like, my greatest fear in life, you know? And I, otherwise, it was like, oh, am I going to get to ride my banana seat bike to the pool today or, you know, or... You know, is my mother going to take her rollers out and take me somewhere? You know, it was like that kind of thing. It was just like this simple way of life. 
And today, you know, I told you guys about, you know, I have this thing about waking up in the middle of the night and having, the, there's, there's actually a name for it called the hour of the wolf. A friend of mine ah, told me the other day where you, this, this time where all your deepest, darkest fears like creep in on you, you know, it taps into something in your subconscious. And I feel like all these modern conveniences that are supposed to make our lives easier, you know, uh, and it's kind of a cliche thing. People say, oh, answering machines, smartphones, you know, oh, I wish I never had this, you know. Yes, we use these things. It's not like Little House on the Prairie here. Of course, these right. things make life more convenient. I mean, thank God for, like, caller ID, right? I mean, <laughs> but, but there's so many other things that just complicate life, and, and there are things we have to check. Our social media profiles are this, our, you know, we, we now can't just send a kid off to school and yeah, put their papers. You, you will get arrested. Well, not only that, we, we can't just put, like, their papers on the, on the refrigerator with a magnet. We have to, like, check parent portals and, like, micromanage our kids' education. And back, our, our parents were, like, sitting in barca loungers watching gun smoke, smoking cigarettes. Right. And we would, like, bring them our homework. And they would either give us a lecture and tell us we couldn't go out and play or they'd stick our stuff on the refrigerator with a magnet. It was, yeah. and, and they left it up to the school to do their job. It's just so much harder today. There's so many more things to check and be on top of, you know. And I think that causes, causes a stress. I mean, that's the whole reason I wrote this column, and that's, you know, uh, ties in with the title of, of the book I'm working on. We shouldn't feel bad about having these days where we absolutely go nuts. It's not a failure of us. I think it's just... It's we have too much on our plate, and sometimes you just got to sort through it, you know, and and just laugh at the rest of it. The rest of it is just ridiculous nonsense, you know. Oh, if only we could just let our children go out and <laughs> hurt themselves like we all did. <laughs> I, you know, that's basis. yeah. My teenager, my middle child, uh, my husband's out running errands the other day in the minivan, and he pulls up to the mailbox, and he gave her a bill and said, "Can you jump out and just go so I don't have to yeah. park? Just just put it in the mailbox." She walks over to the mailbox and, like, looks at it and then oh looks God. at the car with him and, like, motions, like, I don't get it. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> she had no clue how to mail a letter. I mean, she didn't even know where the handle was. And, uh, nice. yeah, it's just like, and it, may, it dawns on you, like, their mode of communication is completely yeah, different yeah. than what our, ours was. And, and they're, they're not getting these life lessons, you know? I know. So, yeah, I think parenting is definitely Soon harder. Soon they won't have to mail letters. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Once we're all dead, it'll be, they, and, you know, it'll be like to them, they'll be like, I can't believe, you know, my child blinks and mail gets across the room. You yeah. know, like, you know, exactly. as long as we don't have an apocalypse, they'll probably right. all actually be okay. Um, <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to link everybody up uh, to uh, your website, The Meat and Potatoes of Life. Um, we Let us know when the book comes out. We'd love to have you back on to talk talk about that. What's great is, um, Lisa, I know uh, on your site, I believe you have some great links to uh, four military families. Um, And we want to encourage all of our listeners uh, to, if you are in the military and you're a young mom or young dad and you don't know how to tap into these resources yet, uh, to look for these resources. Uh, The rest of us, let's all remember just to be nice to each other in general. Because you never know what somebody's doing <laughs> or what That's they're right. going through. And uh, Lisa, again, thank you so much for joining us. 
Hey, thank you guys. I am like hooked on your show now. I'm going to spread the word to all my military friends because uh, it's, it's hilarious and it's the right mix of sort of like the bad things about mothering, but also <laughs> the good stuff too. So I really, I really enjoyed it and I'm honored to be on. Thank you. Well, you are doing a really great job. Yeah, and you are. you are very inspiring. And yes. those are the two things we really look for is just to be inspired. And so thank you so much. And hopefully we'll talk to you soon when the new book comes out. Awesome. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey everyone, we're the Flop House, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flop House, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast. A podcast about words that sound like other words. A podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one. A podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie. Or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse. Woo! Oh, that was great. See, do you see what I mean about the weeping? I don't because yeah. it's like, you know, again, I know we talk about I think there's something about seeing somebody's situation. Mm-hmm. And we joked about this at the beginning, the like, yeah, grass is green now, your child is walking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's not like putting aside the natural instincts of jealousy or self-judging. Yeah. So I'll go back to that episode. Mm-hmm. Where like when you see somebody dealing with something that's a different that's mm-hmm. different than you've got to deal with, mm-hmm. and you're inspired by it. Just let yourself be inspired, totally. As opposed oh, to being like, you know, I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah, or, or see, they have it like actually hard. Yeah. What is my problem? Yeah, like, what's my problem? Yeah. Why can't I? You know, yeah. like it's everybody's. Once you go in your own house, it, yeah. is, it is your universe. It's your what own you're personal hell. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you are, everybody, you're getting up walking through your day and going to sleep. No, but like, I just, I love, I love, I love being inspired by people doing it. Yeah. Just doing it. Yep. So, uh, really good job to Lisa. And the blog is really funny and, you know, military life or not military life, we all are sharing the one thing in common and that is, oh, we had these children. <laughs> ah! So, uh, we can all share that and the blog is very funny. Uh, about parenting in general. And she's got teens. So for those of us who don't have the teens yet, yeah. it's a good resource to go horrible future predictions of what our life will be like. <laughs> Speaking of horrible future predictions about what our life will be like, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Oh, good. Oh, it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Hello, Biz and Teresa. I'm calling because I guess I need to rant just a little bit. My baby, my cute little seven-month-old baby is sick for the first time. So I was up all night because he was up all night. And I've been with him all fucking week because I'm a stay-at-home mom and my husband works. 
Now, my husband has all of these fun activities and hobbies he does. He, you know, it's going to sound so dorky, but he likes model trains, and he does that with his brother, and he's in a band, and blah, blah, blah. So he's always planning these fun outings for himself when he's off work. But guess what? When he's off work, that's the only time I get a break from our baby and from our nine-year-old, and some particularly hard shit has gone down this week, and I am desperately in need of a break. So the break I decide to take is to get fucking groceries for our home, Uh which we need, which is not very exciting, but it needs to be done, and it gets me out of the house great. So as I am getting ready to leave to go get groceries while he stays with our sick baby, he asked me, how long do you think that's going to take, like half an hour? Yeah, it's really going to take half an hour to get a household full of groceries on a Saturday. Why is he asking me this? Because he wants to go to the model train shop with his fucking brother. After acknowledging that, yes, I really need a goddamn break. He wants to go spend a couple of hours looking at model trains, but he thinks that the break I deserve is just half an hour at a grocery store. So, you know, thanks a lot, Hubs. Divorce! Oh, you want a model train? Let me show you where that model train's going to go. Right up your butt. Oh, the, my um, God. Oh, my God. All right. That guy needs a reality check. Yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah. though, really. But, the to- yeah. yeah, the time. And I'm guilty of the yeah, same yes. type of shit. But the amount of, like, I'll just really quick go get, go get the groceries. And then, yes, sure, you could take probably a couple hours. <laughs> what the fuck? I am, like, clearly I am, like, totally this different breed of, like, wife and mother. I'm like, what are hobbies? Stuff is not allowed to have a hobby. I know. You go. Your hobby is watching movies after we're all asleep because yeah. I'm a total asshole. But like, uh, no. We, but that's. I yeah, mean, but we haven't found that balance yet. But I mean, here's the deal: is that like he like like in our life he works like yeah. all day. Granted, yeah. it's a fun job, but it doesn't mean it's not still work, and it yeah. doesn't mean he still gets to do other stuff. And I am home all day, which everybody is fucking work. Yeah. Um. So don't. I mean, stay at home, mom. That's what we're calling it. Yeah. But it is fuck. It is a job, and yeah. we all know it. Yeah. Um. So like, get more than the grocery store. Yeah. And that's good that he's got a hobby. That sounds like a great hobby yeah. to do while your child is asleep. Yeah, and it's also it's a great hobby to do any fucking Anytime. time. It doesn't have to be today when the baby's sick. Yeah. And you then you need yeah. a break. Sometimes we all have to fucking mom it up. Yep. Dad, dads, we gotta mom it up. <laughs> and like put our hobbies aside yeah. so that the person who's been dealing with the sick baby yeah. gets a real break. Do you think the store will still be there tomorrow? Uh, well, I guess it's a model train store. It might not yeah. still be there tomorrow. Uh, maybe not. Probably. Yeah, bro- <laughs> probably. Hopefully. <laughs> maybe your brother could go get it for you and bring it over. Yeah. Maybe right. your brother could come watch the sick baby and you and your charming yeah. wife could go have a nice afternoon out. Yeah. If she's not still livid. Oh, yeah. I'd be livid. <laughs> Um, well, that's why we're here, everybody, <laughs> to, to, to give yourself a chance to vent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so tough. Dude, that is <laughs> Good fucking... job. Good job. Really good job. Yes. You are doing a good job. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. With six, seven month old. Did I hear there was a nine-year-old involved yes. in that somewhere, too? I heard that, too. You're uh, doing great. You're doing It's going to be okay. It it's is. It's just, you know. It is. Draw the line. <laughs> I can draw it. Um, we learned a lot today. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've learned that sometimes the decisions we make in our life lead to being forced into giving things up. Mm-hmm. Not the same as letting them go, mm-hmm. but that the positive spin 
on having to give things up is that it may motivate us to find those things again and pursue them. And as Teresa said so eloquently, not looking at it in either way as letting go or giving up, but looking at it as I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, if it's important to me, then I don't have to let it go. I can figure it out. I can figure it out. It's not figured out today. Right. But I will. We can figure it out. To figure it out. Right. We also learned a little something new about our fellow parents and Mm -hmm. fellow people out there. As always, it is great to just remind ourselves that we don't know what the hell is going on with anybody. Okay? And that is a really good thing to remember. That is like, I am not an expert on anything except like possibly the things that happen within the four walls of my house. Yeah, and we're wrong about that stuff half the time as well. Yeah. (laughs) Check in on any episode. See where we've totally contradicted ourselves. So, you know, let's try and be really... It serves as such a good reminder, talking to her, talking to Lisa serves as such a good reminder that we don't know half of what's going on for people yeah. and that everybody is trying re- their best mm-hmm. and to just be nice to people. Yep. You know, here's my little thing that I try and do every day. Hmm. I, I just, I really, honest to God, try and smile at people. In particular, That's when nice. I'm out driving oh. or like passing somebody, you oh. know, like somebody's coming across the street with the stroller or the bag mm-hmm. or, or you see somebody pulling out mm-hmm. to do something, mm-hmm. like waiting at a stop sign. I swear to God, I just smile at them like, because the smile, mm-hmm. I'm hoping, and usually I get a smile back, mm-hmm. lets them know I'm not judging you or yep. making some like some weird thought about you. I'm yeah. not thinking a nasty or ugly thought. Because I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, but in L.A., it can be a little like everybody it on can. the defense oh, yeah. a little bit. Um, well, and I have a tendency to just assume that if I'm in my car, no one's looking at me. No oh, one can I see me, see, which that's is such a mistake. No, that's yeah. I'm really yeah, I'm yeah. really glad you're like making this point because that's a great time to smile at people, yeah. even if you're not like passing them physically yeah. on the street. It's a little bit of like a facial. You're doing a good job. Yeah. I get it. We're all going somewhere, and we probably aren't doing the thing that we want to be doing right now, like <laughs> playing with our fucking model trains. Right. Okay. Um, let's also, I think we also had a nice reminder of the grass is greener. Mm-hmm. It, you know what? Enjoy enjoy your neighbor's grass. That's okay. Yeah. Just don't sure. let that uh, make you feel bad about your own yard. Yep. No matter how shitty your yard is. <laughs> One day, your yard, it's going to rain. And your yard's going to be beautiful again. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about it. Yeah. You're all doing a really good job. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a really good job. Thank you. I, so are you, Biz. Thank you. We are getting, we're, we're nailing this parenting shit. Yeah. I don't think we, we don't even need to do another show ever. No. <laughs> we're, we're there. We're there, guys. We've done it. Everybody, you're there. You did it. Congratulations. Hang in there, everybody. You really are all doing a good job, and we are going to talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right.
We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listener. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. If you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show, then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener supported.